I am so excited and honored that you are here to hang out on today's podcast episode. This is such a good one filled with so much wisdom and golden nuggets and truth that you're going to be able to take away and add into your quiet time with the Lord, whether you spend that in the morning or the evening. But I am just so pumped. And before we get into today's episode and all the goodness, I wanted to tell you about something even more exciting that you might not already know about, but it's this month's giveaway or this month's podcast giveaway. And it's literally amazing. So it is filled with so many amazing goodies and all you have to do to enter to win is literally just leave a rating and a review for the podcast. Once you do that, you are entered to win. You can go ahead and screenshot it and send it to me on Instagram or email it to me at inspiringhoney at gmail.com and you are entered to win this month's giveaway. So it's super simple. All you got to do to enter to win this month's giveaway is simply leave a rating and review. And that is going to be announced on my email list as well as my Instagram stories. So if you're not part of my email list, there's a link down below to join. And if you're not following me on Instagram, go ahead, give me a follow. Let's be friends over there at Inspiring Honey. I am so excited for this giveaway. I really cannot wait for you to enter. And I can't wait to be able to bless one of you guys with, um, these amazing goodies. But without further ado, let's hop into today's conversation. Friends, I am so excited about today's podcast episode with my friend Brianne. We actually met in Louisiana a couple months ago, and she is just so sweet and so incredible. So I can't wait for today's episode. Everybody, join me in welcoming Brianne to the show. Welcome, Brianne. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, hello. I am so excited to be on. I feel so honored. And you also are such a sweetheart. I can't believe it's already been two months since Louisiana. It's like crazy. Oh, I have no idea where time is going, but that was just such an incredible trip. We were in Louisiana with um, Sadie Robertson and a bunch of the LO sisters. And I don't know about for you, but for me, that was just such a a God um, ordained trip. And God just did so much in my, my heart through it. Yeah, he did. It was such a sweet trip. That was like my, well, I've been to Nashville before, but I've never been to Louisiana. And it's just such a different vibe than California. (laughs) I'm from California. It's just, I love the people there. Everyone there is so nice and so sweet. Yes, it's that, um, that Southern hospitality. It is. It's crazy because, um, I mean, I lived in LA for a long time and Los Angeles, not Louisiana, um, (laughs) but I've lived in Los Angeles for a long time. And so taking Ubers, uh, is super, super common. And the kind of Uber drivers that I would have 99% of the time, they would never even try to talk to me or they would have like their AirPods in or something like that. But when I was in Louisiana and I had to take Ubers around, they were so nice. Like always like the sweetest moms, mom and dads would pick me up and they would just really try to get to know me. And there, and like, there's this one sweet woman and she took me to the restaurant I was going to. And she's like, oh, this isn't a good place. Like, let me take you to my favorite restaurant. So she took me to her favorite restaurant instead. And I was like, who are you people? You guys are so nice. That's crazy. I can say that I've never, been in an uber but I would feel so uncomfortable if I got in an uber and they didn't talk to me <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. Yeah, Uber is so common, I feel like, in California, especially Los Angeles. But it's super common for them not to talk to you at all, which is crazy. Oh, my gosh. I would be – I feel like I would just start talking to them because I would be like, I don't know who this strange person is driving my car. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of strange. Sometimes I'll sit there and I'm like, wow, I don't know this person at all, and I'm trusting them with my life. Like, this is kind (laughs) of crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. Um, But my first question that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast is probably my favorite question ever. And it is very simple, but it can kind of be a deep question. And it's this. What are the most inspiring words that you have ever heard or read? That is such a cute question. And also, I mean, okay, so you sent me this question over beforehand. And I was like, good thing she sent me this beforehand because I needed a moment to think about it. But immediately what came to my mind, I don't, you, do you know John Mark Comer? I don't know. You don't? Okay, I'm surprised. So he's a really, I mean, I think he's really well known, but he wrote this book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And um, it's, I don't know, it's been popping off. Everyone's been reading it. But he's super, super smart. And I just really respect his relationship with the Lord. But um, I just finished his book the other day, and it just rocked my world. So I would say, I just want to read um, a little quote from the book. It was just so good. But it it talks all about um, how we live in such a fast-paced society, and it's just robbing us from the simple joys of life. And um, and it's just creating a a lot of of us just uh, missing the Lord in our lives because we're in such a hurry. So I love this quote from him. He says, if there's a secret to happiness, it's simple. Presence to the moment. The more Mm -hmm. present we are to the now, the more joy we tap into. And I just loved that so much because this last season of my life, which I'm sure we'll talk about later in this episode, but this last season of my life has been so rough and so unexpectedly slow. I went from having one of the busiest seasons of my life where I was barely ever home. I was working like 50 plus hours every single week. I was on my feet all the time. I was doing my podcast, my YouTube channel. I was traveling. And then out of nowhere, I got hit with this sickness, and it has left me in bed mainly for this whole last year. And so talk about your life being put on pause all of a sudden. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram at all, but I'm a seven on the Enneagram, and that's enthusiast and I'm major extrovert so I am like the definition of go 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 I love having my schedule completely packed out all the time and I am like the last person anyone would would ever find resting like I would say I was a terrible rester I was not good at putting my life on pause and so um this last season just kind of forced me rest for the first time in my life and it's been such a journey and I've just seen so much growth in my life but reading this book and especially reading that quote about the more present we are now the more joy we tap into and I just remember reading that and I was like okay yeah I understand what you're saying Mr. Comer but you don't understand like I'm sick right now I feel awful I don't want to be in this present moment like this is the last place I want to be in I want I just want to get out of this season but I paused for a moment and I felt the Lord say he was like but don't you understand that 
I am here right now, even though this isn't the season you want to be in, even though this isn't your ideal circumstances, the the presence of God is here with me right now. And I just don't want to miss that. And I just feel like so often we are so thinking about the future and so ready to just jump into the next thing that we miss out on what the Lord's teaching us right here in this present moment. And that's just been something that has so been so pressed on my spirit this last year because the last thing I want to do is be in this season and I've tried very hard to get out of it but it seems like the more I fight it the longer this season goes on for so I've learned to just rest in the Lord and just Mm -hmm. really to where he is right here that is so good and I'm gonna have to have you send me the link to that book because I definitely want to check it out but I know even in my own suffering being a cancer survivor um, and now being in this season of motherhood, how much the word, the Lord works in the most unexpected times. And when we are just present with him and we just say, okay, God, like this is where you have me. This is what you have for me in this day. And I know being a mom now, what the Lord has really taught me is every single day, as soon as I get my kids get up for the day, like my phone goes away, you know, I just leave my phone. I do not disturb. And the only person that's not on do not disturb is my husband in case he needs me but just being off this um this digital age that distracts us so much and just being present with the work God has for us right here and being obedient yeah so so true I that's crazy that you went through a whole season are you like totally good now like are you healthy and well yeah so um I was diagnosed with cancer when I was 10 years old and I went for chemo for almost it was two and a half almost three years and um the Lord actually completely healed me even though I'm not supposed to be here and it's incredible I wasn't even supposed to be able to have kids and God has blessed us with three babies and um motherhood is like my favorite favorite, favorite season. And God has just been so good. He's such an amazing healer. Ah, that's so beautiful. Praise God. I am so happy that you're so totally healed. That's awesome. Thank you. Me too. God is so good. But I know from having conversations with you um, and just the little bit that you've told me and and what you've shared on your Instagram, um, what you've gone through last year, but could you just expand on what that looks like and unpack what that looks like for us, for you emotionally and spiritually and what you mean by, um, what physically, um, was causing you to be sick? Yeah. So I'll give you the condensed version. (laughs) You can get pretty lengthy, but it has been a wild, wild last year. This is by far been the hardest year of my life and I've been through some pretty tough seasons and this is this takes the cake this has been really really rough so basically about a year ago from this month like it's been almost exactly a year I like I said before I was in the busy season of my life I felt like I was thriving I was doing super well and just it was insane. So the Lord opened up a door for me in ministry. And I really believe that he's called me to ministry. I mean, I have my own podcast and all that stuff. And he was started opening up 
other avenues for me to be able to preach the word of God and step into what I believe my calling is. And that night that I had received that phone call, I immediately started experiencing these really intense symptoms of sickness. I just felt so tired, so fatigued. I was started getting this really uh, sharp pain in my stomach and I didn't know where it was coming from. I was having like horrible acid reflux and just pounding headaches and um, like rashes break out on my skin. And it, it literally happened overnight. And I ended up waking up the next morning and um, I was having these really intense panic attacks, which is something I haven't dealt with since I was like a little kid. And it was just all of these crazy symptoms out of nowhere. And it was really, really scary because I just had no idea what was happening with my body. I didn't know if I was dying. I didn't know if there was something really serious happening. So um, I immediately pulled out of work and we went to the emergency room. They ran a bunch of tests on me and um, they couldn't really find anything. It was just a super mysterious disease that I was dealing with. And so then that, and so then I, um, that started this whole journey of me not really being able to get out of bed for almost a year now. And it seems like the symptoms have just almost been getting worse and worse. And it's been really, really scary at times not knowing what's wrong with you. And so anyway, I went through all all this testing and there there were a lot of things that were wrong on my test. It was showing that my, my liver was um, super duper stressed. There was um, a lot of dysfunction there. And I also had, I don't know how much detail to give, but I had like um, this bacteria in my stomach called H. pylori, which basically like eats away at your stomach. So I had that along with another bacterial overgrowth and they're showing there were a lot of things wrong with me, but they couldn't find the root cause of it and what was happening. And so anyway, it's been this whole long year long journey of all these crazy symptoms and me having to go on medical leave, not being able to work and really just putting my life on pause and just, just feeling really scared and out of control. But also I, I, like I said before, I have felt the Lord so present in this season with me. It's almost like when God, when the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, Mm -hmm. it's not like he left Jesus alone. Like he was there with Jesus, guiding him throughout the whole thing and giving him every, every weapon he needed to fight against the enemy to make it through that wilderness season. And in the same way, I felt the Lord so, so near throughout this whole journey. So as horrible as it's been and how I just hope I never have to go through something like this ever again. I am equally so grateful that I did go through it because I just have seen such an immense growth in me. And I also just, there's just some, there's just something that the wilderness season that does to you that makes you totally, completely dependent or unlike any other season will. And, and I just was really craving just deeper intimacy with the Lord. And that's exactly what the season has done for me. So I'm really grateful for it, even though it's been super duper hard, but anyway, long story short, actually in this last week, um, the Lord led me to this world renowned doctor and I got on a call with him yesterday after having to wait like a month to get an appointment with him. And he discovered that I actually was exposed to mold, uh, at multiple points in my life. And so Um, mold is super duper toxic to your body and it it can cause a lot of issues. And so 
basically we found out that's the cause of everything that I've been going through. And now I'm just going to be starting to go on this recovery journey. And I'm praying that the Lord expedites it. It makes it super quick and seamless, but yeah, it's been a really very up and down journey. And I'm just now like tapping into the recovery side of it. Wow. Well, first of all, I am so thankful that you shared that with us. And um, second of all, I'm so sorry for all of the pain that you went through. And I completely relate to what you said, like how going through the wilderness actually draws us so much closer to the Lord. And it's a season of that we can look back on and be so thankful for. Um, and I know I've mentioned it a few times in this podcast already, but I know for me, my hardest season was having cancer. And that's the season that I'm probably the most grateful for because the Lord showed me then my desire for ministry and opened all these doors through it. So anyone listening, if you're going through a hard time, maybe physically, maybe mentally, or in whatever way, listen to Brienne and I when we say that there is joy in the pain and the suffering because God does not waste any of it. I am so happy that you have found that doctor, and I'm going to be praying for you and your healing journey, um, but a question I really want to know and hear you unpack is, how has your mental health and spiritual health uh, been impacted by what you walked through this past year? Like, How has it really impacted you both mentally and then spiritually? Yeah, that's a very, very good question because even though what I'm going through is very physical, it affects everything. I mean, you know, going through a sickness affects every single facet of your being. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's been mentally, it's been really, really rough for me. I've had a lot of mental and emotional breakdowns and especially specifically with what I'm going through, it affects my emotions a lot just with how it neurologically and everything so I've had a lot of panic attacks being honest and things like that so it's been really really taxing but at the same time crazy because through everything I have experienced this just deep peace in my heart and so I would say mentally it's been really hard and very growing so it's been very difficult but same like if you go to the gym the only way that you know that you're growing is because your muscles are aching and you're literally creating micro tears in your muscle and that's how you know you're growing stronger and so I feel that mentally that the Lord is expanding my capacity and expanding my ability to withstand the enemy and his attacks and then as for spiritually this has been a super duper growing season for me spiritually as well and like I said before, this season, these circumstances have made me completely dependent on the Lord, where I was counting on hearing a word from God with every passing second. Like I, It's like as I was laying in bed with these horrible symptoms, really, really scared, I was just grasping for just whatever the Lord was saying. And it's so crazy because this last year, the Lord was speaking so clearly to me. Like I feel like he really, really... Um, just like expanded my ability to hear him in this last year. It was like I was hearing the audible voice of God like every single day. It was crazy. And it's like he was just constantly whispering in my ear exactly what I needed to hear in the moment, whether it was through another person or through a verse or just in my spirit, him speaking to me. And his life, his words became life to me. And 
I think that's even a scripture in the Bible. Like you're, you're worth your life to me. And that scripture became so real because he literally, even though I had no life in my body, he was my life and he was the very thing that was sustaining me. And so my spiritual self grew so much throughout this whole season is still continuing to grow. And it's made me so dependent on him. And it's made, made, put me in this place of expectancy where I wake up every, every day expecting to hear the voice of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's brought me to a place where I'm like, I need to hear the voice of the Lord in order to just take one more step because I feel like I can't even go one step further. And so God, I'm going to need you to speak to me. I'm going to need you to drop a fresh word on my spirit today to get me through. So it, it's been amazing. It's been so cool to hear his voice in such a profound, clear way. That is um, just amazing. I love the analogy that you gave about how when we go to the gym and we're physically growing stronger, our muscles are literally tearing and we get that soreness and that pain. And it's the same thing spiritually. We go through the hardest seasons that help us just rely on the Lord the most. And I just love your heart and your humbleness and, and just the hunger that God has given you. Uh, for him in this. It's really refreshing to hear and uh, amazing. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah, that's exactly it. I love how you said hunger because it's, it is when we are in need, that's when we are most hungry. Mm-hmm. And this season has made me extremely hungry for the Lord because I, like I said before, I'm like, I need God just to get through the mm-hmm. next moment. Like I cannot do this on my own. Yes. And I know too, having been in a very similar position to you, having been so sick um, to where I am now, where God completely healed me. My prayer for you is that you continue to have that hunger and that every day you pray for that because he really does sustain that in us. And if anybody's listening and, and desires to have that hunger for the Lord, all you have to do is simply just ask him. He wants to be with us. He wants us to have that desire for him. And it takes time to develop a really strong prayer life and, and a really strong devotional time to 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 be with the Lord, but just pray for that hunger for him and he's going to deliver it for you. Mm -hmm. So good. So true. So what did the Lord teach you the most through the hardship and the suffering and, and, um, this unknown diagnosis? I know you kind of touched on it, but what is your biggest takeaway that you feel like the Lord has been really just impressing on your heart? That's a good question. I mean, there's so much he's been teaching me. I would say the overarching theme to what he's been teaching me and that I've learned is that he literally is all that I need to sustain life. Like he's the only thing that I need in life in order to thrive. And it's crazy how I've always known, like I've always had a very close relationship with the Lord, but it's almost like you never know how it's like when you're in the wilderness season, that's when you know what you truly believe. And mm-hmm. when I've been in this season, it's unveiled some like amazing things where I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how strong I was. or I didn't realize how much faith I actually did have in God. And those are really positive things. But it also would reveal some negative things where I was like, oh, wow, I, I actually don't feel like I trust God in this area. Or do I really believe that he's a good father and that he is and so it kind of made me confront a lot of things in this season and I didn't know that I had those faulty until I was tested and so I would say the overarching theme of what I have learned through all of those things was that while God truly is all that I need 
and mm. he is truly enough to get me through anything. And my health could be taken away. My finances could be taken away. I could be stripped of everything like Job was in the Bible and God would still be enough for me. Mm. And I wouldn't have known that unless everything was taken away from me. So that's been pretty incredible. It, it brings you to a place of not having any fear anymore because it's like, wow, like enemy, you can come at me in whichever way you want, but you're never going to take away my Jesus and my relationship and faith that I have with him because God is so much more powerful than all of that. Amen. Wow, girl. That is just, that is so incredible. I don't even have words to follow up what you just said because amen, like you can never take Jesus from us. He is everything, everything we need. I'm just so, so, so inspired by that and just so encouraged um, by that. Uh, So my next question is something that I briefly talked to you about in Louisiana, but I really started hearing about it when you posted it on your Instagram story, and I thought it was so cool. This is actually the reason why I was like, gosh, I need to have you on my podcast, and it is what or rather, let's start with how did you start the morning routine that you currently have? Yes. And I think you're probably referring to the fact I take communion every day. Is yes. that part of it? Yes. That's the specific part that I would just love um, to hear more about. I just think that's so incredible. Yeah. You're so cute. Um, yeah. So I've been taking communion every day for almost the last year now. And for a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people I've talked to, if you're anything like I was, you're like, what? Take communion every day. That's kind of a lot. And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely not something I even thought about doing a year ago or two years ago. I was only taking communion maybe once a month at church. And whenever I'd take it, it just felt more like, ritual, like, okay, we do this at church. It didn't feel like anything that was super transformative. And I honestly didn't fully understand communion, uh, especially with all that I know now about it. But yeah, so once I got sick, I started really having to rely on Jesus as my healer. And I started studying a lot in the Bible and different books about God as our healer. And so then that brought me to, um, a lot of teachings about the communion and what it represents and the power behind it. And I started hearing all these crazy testimonies of people going through things like cancer or receiving some sort of terminal terminal illness or um, even just facing different issues in their life, like huge financial struggles. And just through taking communion and by declaring Jesus's cross over their situation, they experienced complete healing and complete breakthrough just from that alone. And so I was like, wow, okay, there's something very, very powerful here and that I need to tap into because I was really seeking after healing in my body. So basically why, what I've learned about communion is that the bread represents Jesus's body and the, the wine or the grape juice represent his blood. And it all just comes back to the cross. And so Jesus, when he died on the cross, he paid the full price for our healing. He paid the full price for us to walk in every area of our life freedom. And when we speak the blood of Jesus over any area of our life and rest in that finished work, then that's us declaring that Jesus, you paid the price for this. And I'm just going to rest in the fact that you paid the price. I don't have to pay the price. And I just say yes and amen to what you've already done 
cross. And so that's the whole purpose of communion. It's us declaring what was accomplished on the cross to our situation. And so for me, I was sick. And so, or I am sick still, but it's, but in the Bible, it says by his stripes, I am healed. And that's what Jesus declared when he died on the cross for our sins. And they literally, they slashed his body. They beat his body. He bore the stripes for us so that we don't have to. And so it's the more that I declared that over my situation, the more that I would see my situation look more like what Jesus promised me. So anytime I take communion, every morning I'll wake up and I have my little crackers that I bought from the store and that I have little cups of grape juice that I ordered online. Um, and I'll just kneel down in my room and I'll grab the cracker and it's all, it's all relationship. There's no like magic trick to this or like it's, isn't the heart isn't even in the cracker or in the juice. The power is in the blood of Jesus and in his finished work of the cross. And so it's the whole power comes from us just directing our attention towards Jesus already paid the price for this. And so I don't need to strive. I don't need to work for this healing or to do anything. I just need to rest and believe that I've already received it through his spirit. And so that's what I would do every morning is I would just direct my attention towards that. And no matter what symptoms I was facing, I would say, Jesus, you say in your word that by your stripes, I am healed and healed is past tense. That means it's already been done. It's already been accomplished. And so Lord, I, I believe, and I agree with that. I already have received this healing and I just agree with that. And that's when I would partake of the communion. And even though I haven't seen my healing yet, I have experienced so many just spiritual shifts in my life and different little breakthroughs where I would take communion even before certain doctor's appointments that I would have, or if I was in the middle of having a panic attack and all of a sudden peace would wash over my body. And there would just be certain moments that I'm like, wow, there's such power in this. Or if I felt like I just felt like oppression or darkness around me, I would take the communion and say, and just begin to declare truth over myself and just direct my attention towards Jesus. And I would just watch those things shift and watch those things change in my life. That um, It's just been so crazy. So I've been doing that every single day. And um, on top of that, I've been just reading the word of God every single day and just saturating myself in that. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you want to hear exactly what I do in my morning routine, but that's the part about communion that I do. That is just so amazing um, how first you're just obedient to even listen to the Lord's prompting for you to do communion and just turn your attention back to the cross, even in such a difficult time. I just admire that so, so, so greatly. Uh, and in what specific ways do you feel like God has really been working through this morning routine and through this uh, taking of communion every day? That is a great question. I would say that, especially through the communion aspect, but whole theme of this season has been living by faith and not by sight. Mm. That's been really, really huge for me because a lot of my symptoms are very evident to the eye. Like I have rashes on my skin and I will wake up and just have these horrible symptoms. And sometimes I'll be so dizzy. I can't even see straight. And it's in those moments where I'm like, okay, am I going to partner with the lie that 
I am bound to this thing, that this is going to get worse and bow to the fear of the enemy? Or am I actually going to live by faith that no, I don't care what my body's doing. I don't care what I see. I declare for my body that I am healed in the name of Jesus and just declaring and resting in that truth. So I would say he has been teaching me to not live by what I see on this earth or what I see in my body or what I see in my circumstances, but living by what he declares over me in the word of God. That is so powerful, and that's just incredible. I think we can all really take that and just pray over our life, not living by what we see, but living by what Christ did for us and living by Him and who He is. That's incredible, and just I'm blown away by that. What would you say to the girl who's listening to this podcast who wants to have a morning routine, who wants to grow closer to the Lord, but just can't stay consistent? Yeah, that is, that's a super good question. And I totally understand that as well, because life can get so busy. But it's so interesting. So I I don't know if you've ever heard of Ben Fitzgerald. You probably haven't. No, I like know nobody that's famous. Like, I'm so oblivious. (laughs) Yes. Gosh, that's so cute. You're like, all I need is Jesus. (laughs) Yes, honestly, my husband makes fun of me because I literally know no one. Like, I and I can't remember names of like celebrities, so it goes right over my head. Yeah, no, I totally get that. So there's this guy named Ben Fitzgerald, and he's like a Christian evangelist pastor guy. He's really awesome. But he posted this thing the other day, and I just thought it was so good, so I wanted to read it. But he says, Often I hear people teach that life is just so busy, you can't just. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me redo that. (laughs) So um, I was reading his post and I just loved it. And he said, often I hear people teach that life is so busy so you can just pray daily for 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be too long. But here's my question. Why are we always adjusting our secret life down to our busy life? Mm -hmm. Why don't we teach it the other way around? Like, I know you have that TV series that you're watching, but perhaps watch it only twice a week so that you have much more time to truly know and make history with God. Adjust everything to the secret place. Put him first and watch how much his life comes into everything else. Wow. I read that and I was super convicted because I just even remember, I mean, it's been easier in a way for me to prioritize the secret place in this season because I just have been forced into a season of like a clear schedule and just resting and soaking. But I even just think back to like a year and a half ago when I was in the busiest season of my life, it was so easy for me to just make excuses in my brain. Like, Oh, I I have worked so early. I work so many hours. I'm really tired. Like Jesus understands. I, I don't need to have like a designated quiet time, whatever. And it's true. Like, the Lord is included in every part of our lives. And I really do encourage everyone to not just have like a 10 minute quiet time with him and not, not commune with him throughout the entire day. Like I'm talking to God throughout the whole day from night to throughout work, uh, throughout just running errands, whatever he wants to be in all of it. It's all about just friendship and relationship with him. But I do think it's so important for us to realize that God and developing our relationship with him, that is the meaning of life and everything else needs to flow from that place. And so we should always, always be making that the first priority in our lives. And we shouldn't be adjusting 
we shouldn't be adjusting our quiet time schedule around the rest of our schedule. Instead, we should make that the centerpiece of our life because it's just that important. And so I would just encourage people to, first off, include Jesus in everything that you're doing, knowing that no matter where you are, even if you do have a super busy day, you wake up late and you have to run to work, that's fine. Like, don't feel shame about that or anything. It's not like God is mad at you, but it's just understanding that he's with you no matter where you go. But then also for that designate, designated quiet time, just understanding the vision and the why behind why you're doing it. And I just so promise you the more that you get alone with the Lord and the more that you learn to just spend that quiet time alone with him, the more your heart is going to desire it. Mm. And the less it's going to feel like a chore, the less it's going to feel like an obligation. And the more your heart is going to develop this hunger for the Lord and for a time with him. That is, that is so, so good. And that is so true. There's actually a verse in scripture uh, where it talks about how Jesus woke up early in the morning before it was even light out and went to go pray and how the Proverbs 31 woman actually woke up when it was still night to, to be with the Lord and to uh, prepare for her family. And I know God has put that on my heart a lot that we need to make him our first priority and let everything else fall after him. That's, yeah, that, true. That has been a conviction in my life, and I love just how the Lord has helped you live that out, and just so beautifully and so incredibly, uh, the faith that He has in you. I know we talked about a few different things. We talked about sickness and healing and uh, being obedient to the Lord and just so many good things, but what advice do you want any woman um, to take away from today's episode? Hmm. Good question. (laughs) Um, Let me think for a second. (laughs) I would say the biggest thing that I would want people to take away is just to include Jesus in whatever season you're in and to not be in such a rush to get out of where you currently are, no matter how horrible your circumstances are, but to find Jesus in the midst of wherever you are. Whether you're a mom right now and you're busy with your kids, whether you're working a job that you don't really like, whether you're in the best season of your life, whether you're like me and you're sick, Jesus is in that season. And I just don't want you guys to miss out on who he is right now because you're so focused on wanting to get to that that next chapter and get through this one season. And I just realized that the more that we're focused on the future, the more we we miss out on him and who he is right now to us in the present. And we're not promised tomorrow. And so we don't actually know how many years we have left in our life to live. And so I just am learning so much in the season of life. Just live right here with what's in front of me, just being obedient with what he's placed in front of me and being like, Jesus, show me where you are in the midst of this season where I am right now. That is so good and such wise advice. I um, have just loved talking to you today and it's been such a joy to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. Of course. This has been so fun. I think we talked about everything, so it's been great. (laughs)